I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? I don't nah, care. Just I don't go think so. man. Just go. We're yeah, doing it but I mean, like, yeah, it would be, I think it would it's be, worth ten parts. Yeah, it would be horrible if I tried to do this in like an episode or two. Yeah. It's like, oh, they even tried to go shit. to the Nile, but uh, I didn't make it there. We gotta get to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Well, I'm just gonna leave that in because that's yeah. true banter, guys. That's banter. True bant. Wow. As the executive editor. Of this show, which means I don't do anything. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. You got a promotion? Yeah. Wow. I got promoted from top yeah, of the class. This, mm. this new show of uh, Richard Burton Summer. Welcome to Richard Burton Summer. I love Richard Burton Summer. You belong here. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's the intro. Yeah. Hi, Rich I'm Tom. Mortem. I'm Travis. I'm Connor. Mike's not here again. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so you're here again. You're, you're you've here. come back for yeah, more. You're hearing again. Yeah. You're back for more Burton, a man that likes to talk about peepees and vaginas. That's right. And when you tell your friends and family about Richard Burton, they go, oh, he was Dumbledore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we say no, actually. No, this is the cool. We say no, this is the real guy. Yeah. And Richard Burton, he was quite a Hellraiser himself. This was his namesake. Yeah. Was Richard Burton Dumbledore? Yeah, no. he was. He, yeah, yes, he was. The first one? He was the first one, and he died after the second movie. He was really? going to die. Yeah. I don't know why. Are he... you sure it was Richard Burton? Yeah. I'm fact checking. All right, fact check this. Fill for time. <laughs> Travis, Travis, how was your week? week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my week's been good. I've been like literally just digging into more Burton. I'm just trying to give you guys. As much like I, I've been reading a lot of his like actual journals just to kind of fill in what well, we got a consensus. No, we got the it's Richard Harris. Richard Harris. Oh, Richard yeah. Harris. Richard that's Harris was the first Dumbledore. Oh, and then Michael Gambon played him for the rest of the series. I think Richard, Richard Harris was uh, the best one. He was Richard better Harris than Michael Gambon. A, yeah. Richard Harris was Richard Burton's brother. And who the fuck <laughs> works? Yeah. In, in, in England. In England. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hold yeah, on, no, who the I fuck just... is Richard Burton? <laughs> <laughs> he was in like he was married to um, Liz Taylor, wasn't he? All right. Yeah, yeah, we talked about him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Travis. No, it's all week? good. <laughs> I've I've just nothing really. I've just been I've, really I've been digging thinking of Richard Harris. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've really just been digging in. I've been trying to give you guys as much juicy deets as possible. Been going through his actual journals and stuff, which is very hard to read. If you ever read like some type of like Lovecraft or something, or just a man trying to flex on big words, mm. yeah, that's, that's what that shit is all about. It's kind of annoying. But I found some juice. So how about you? How about you guys, Connor? How was your week? My week was good. I went to a the Long Island Craft Beer Festival this weekend. Ooh. It was real nice. Had some real interesting beers, some that I wanted to spit out right when I tasted them, and others that I wanted the full pint of. It was great. I have a theory. Well, I have a theory about these small breweries. Yeah. 
they can't afford to throw away these batches of shit they oh, make. Oh, yes. So they just yeah. throw a cool label on it and go, it's triple IPA stout flavored barrel And here's casted. a long fancy name for it. It's cum. Try it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. fucking cum. And, this uh, tastes like battery acid. <laughs> I drank three of them, but it tastes like battery acid. Some of them are good, but most of them are not. These yeah. microbreweries. Don't buy the hype. Uh, buy the bush. Yeah. What buy was your- the Anheuser-Busch. What was your favorite, and what was the one that you wanted to split, spit out? Or did so you drink so much that you kind of all blended together? No, my favorite was this one called Jesse's Girl. I forget what the brewery was, um, but it was an IPA that had, like, a cucumber finish. And I love cucumbers, so it was like an Ooh, IPA with, like, a refreshing crispness to it. That was really good. I gotta try that. Uh, the one that I really didn't like was, uh, it was a hard lemonade. It was really just too sugary. Uh, huh. Yeah. But also while I was there, a couple of my friends, they do a podcast, the Hoppy Boys. They were recording live from the event. So I hopped on the episode with them. So go give them a listen. Nice. The Hell Hoppy yeah. Boys. Yeah. It was good. Hoppy Boys. Hoppy Boy. Yeah. Is that a play on words? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, they talk about uh, beers. They, you know, interview people. It's fun. So, Connor, when you were going around, were you drinking like a full beer or were you doing like flights? No. So they give you a two ounce glass when you go in. And okay. so you just hold on to your glass and go and they fill it up. They'll rinse it out for you. Fill it up for the new one. So oh, you just okay. kind of go around with your little t- tasting glass. And some of them oh. fill it all the way up. Others follow the two ounce rule. So I kept going back to the ones that fill it all the way up. The there real ones. Yeah, that, the real that, guys. The real yeah. deal. That's right. Hell yeah. Tom, what about you? I got nothing again. <laughs> I really... I'm doing wedding planning now. The wedding planning has started. So, like, mm. when I thought I was done with the shit, and I was like, all right, I got the suit and tuxedo, rather, and all the things are set. We've talked to everyone. Last night, there was, like, a heated debate about something that was so dumb I can't even describe it. Yeah, it was just like, when does the cheese come out? Like, like <laughs> on that level of things, I was like, oh, this is what they were talking about. This uh, is what people said. To and the debate is like five minutes apart. That's yeah. where it's coming down. To. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like I see your point, but what are we doing here? Yeah, that's a lot of that. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess that started. I'm about to get a bunch of those, and uh, yeah. Dude, well, that is an important question I ask myself every morning. It's part of my morning routine. When does the cheese come out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. shit, shower, shave. When does the cheese come out? Yeah, so you have to think of a better example because that's a very important... And I'm going to your wedding, so that's a very important question. When does the cheese come out, Tom? Well, here's the thing. I, I know you're coming to my wedding, and I'm going to just tell you this. You decide. When the cheese comes out. Oh, <laughs> that's damn. what ended the argument. Tom's like, Travis will decide. Yeah, it'll be cheese your own adventure. <laughs> I'm just gonna show up to your wedding with like pockets full of baby bells and throw them out for everyone. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Like doing that instead of the uh, the what's what do they usually throw in the air? What's like the traditional thing? Is it rice? Rice. rice? Yeah. 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 So yeah. instead, just baby Pulled bells. With baby bells. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with these Brazilians, it might just be cooked rice. <laughs> <laughs> Open up. Rice yep. and beans thrown in the air. <laughs> Just everyone wears black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, take us to Richard Burton, not the namesake of Richard Harris. Yeah, and this is not Richard Harris. So where we left off with not Richard Harris, uh, Richard Francis Burton. He was sailing off to his new consulate position in the island of Fernando Poe 
off, off the coast of West Africa. So, we're going to be talking a lot about Africa. I feel like my geography is not that great with, ge- with Africa. So, let's make an analogy. I want you to think of Africa as... Balls? Like a, well, no, <laughs> like, like a thick... Like a thick penis hanging down with tiny, taut balls, right? It's got that curve, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, like it's soft. It's kind of normal balls. Up. I don't know, tiny, taut. Well, they're not drooping. That's all I'm saying there. Right, right. It's the and dick right, is drooping. <laughs> yeah, right in that nook between balls and shaft where it droops down, that's the area we're going to be dealing in right now. That's where Fernando Poe is in that little nook. So that's like modern day Nigeria, Benin, uh, Equatorial Guinea, Ghana, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, yeah, Liberia. You know what's funny? Um, when I was in fifth grade, I had a teacher from South Africa, and she made us learn the map of Africa. Like, like you, you learn the states yeah. when you're here, like, and then maybe you get to Europe. Ma- yeah, and really maybe England. <laughs> she was like really into her geography so we did all the states and then we followed it with africa because that's where she grew up Uh. and i looked at africa recently and it has changed a lot yeah the borders there's countries that i definitely weren't there as a as a south african was she teaching you like this is the dutch this is where they should be this Uh, is where the english should be this is where the french should be i would hate to slander such a beautiful woman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but potentially, I don't. If my memory serves me incorrectly, I would say yes. I, I don't know why, but as a kid, I don't even think I really knew anything about it. But I just because of the name of the country, I always liked Zaire, which mm. uh, is no longer a country. I don't think, right? Zaire's gone. I, I, I think Zaire is still there. Oh, okay. One of them. It was gone. one of the Z ones. I know one which one Z- you're thinking of. Is, yeah. has changed. I was kind of a Chad guy myself. Oh, yeah. And I remember reading, like, like, this is fifth grade, and I was like, you know, I'd love to live in a jungle or something like that, get out of the Long Island, the hell. Because I knew no, Long I... Island was hell from day one. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to live in a jungle or something like that. Well, go to Congo. And then you grow up, and you're like, oh, that's where they just cut off penises and... and and labias. And- well, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna, we're talking to seven-year-old Tom Saltman today. This it's is great. gonna be your... Travis, you're right. Zaire is gone. Gone. It's it's the the Democratic Republic of Congo now. Right. Which Uh, is just, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of words. Yeah. uh, Human rights. Uh, Yeah. Human jokes. So our whole story is going to kind of take place in that nook of where the balls meet the hanging shaft. In that little little corner of Africa. Right. Um. So, oh, he, so he's leaving for Fernando Poe, um, and he's leaving behind his newlywed of seven months, Isabel, on the docks. Isabel would end up living with her parents while Burton was away. <laughs> so, Good. At least yeah, he told her I this wait. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I waited all this long and to be with my love, and now I'm back with my parents. Okay, good. And her dad's sitting there like, on paper, I'm glad you're no spinster. <laughs> Yeah. But we know the truth. <laughs> You're quite the spinster. Yeah. You've been female cucked. Yeah. <laughs> You're behaving like a spinster. Don't even uh, say it. Yeah. So Burton took his, he's on a steamer, right? Um, Mike's not here again. He's missing all the steamer action. 
He's on a good. steamer heading down the coast of Africa, and they make 14 stops along the way. And, of course, Burton's taking all every chance he can to get his favorite new word, liquored up, and mm. admire the local women. Mm. Uh, when they stopped in Gambia on the way down... Burton was particularly shocked by the fact that there was a law that you could not call Africans the N-word. <laughs> He's like, how, dare I, how, how can I live in a place where I can't use the N-word? Oh, man. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Distressing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, he's a lover of language, so poor, you take any yeah. word out of his vocabulary, he's going to be upset. Yeah. Right. The poor is... guy. <laughs> Real yeah. rough life. Yeah. Yeah. This is also when, um, when the Civil War is going on, and uh, Burton is. I don't know. I think he's more like watching. I feel like the rest of the world watched the Civil War as like a sports event. Like they didn't really have like any car. Like they didn't care enough. They're like, who's gonna win? Is it gonna be the South? He was he leaned a little South, but again, he didn't like slavery. But he I liked think he states' just, rights. No, I think he liked he uh, liked their accents. Yeah, he liked their <laughs> accents and the Southern bells. That's the grits I, I can do without the bacon. The grits were good. <laughs> Uh, so he's floating down there, and then he also was peeved about the insolence of the black people in West Africa. Yeah, you know, again, we're uh, he's a fun guy, but we're still <laughs> dealing with a racist here. You know, yeah, we're still dealing with an English imperialist. You're, you're yeah. saying that as like a caveat for the last three episodes. It's like we get it. He's we know Richie. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not gonna match our modern perfect <laughs> morals. Uh, but he said the insolence was a result of the 300 years that the West Africa had been in contact with the Europeans. So he thought that the Europeans ruined their culture, whereas the East was less touched. You know, this was what's so fascinating about this guy is like, on the one hand, he's just a classic imperialist. But he also really wants to learn about these cultures and hates when they're contaminated by the West. It's yeah. so weird. It is strange. Yeah, it is really strange. Um, and yeah, I mean, he just goes off more about like how they need to stay in their social racial class and dress, stop dressing like Europeans. He also had a chance to examine a albino black person in Accra, the port of Accra. I guess not the Accra. I don't know which one that was, but. Uh, but yeah, he was like, that's weird. This one is very white. <laughs> when you say study, like, did they go out for brunch and get to know each other, or, like, they stick uh, pins in the fella? Uh, or did they get intimate with one another? Yes. I mean, he definitely probably recorded dong size. I don't know, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know for sure what the length was or the girth, but... Yeah. Hmm, weird skin. Drop trial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Burton would go on to publish a book on just his cruise down to Fernando Po. So all these different stops, he he ended up writing a whole book on that. that well, we might talk about it a little bit on the last episode. Fernando Po does sound like a perfect place you'd adventure to and write a book about. Yeah, and perhaps a uh, a manga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the thing was, was all right. He makes it to Fernando Po on the twenty seventh of September, eighteen sixty one. And he calls the island an abomination of desolation. Uh, so he's he doesn't. It's, the adventure's getting there. Once he's there, he's like, "This is a boring fucking island. I hate this yeah. place." Well, he rhymed, so that's one point. <laughs> yeah, 
he Easy said rhyme. That, yeah. He, he said that little islands are large prisons. One cannot look at the sea without wishing for the wings of a swallow. Couldn't pick another bird. Had to go with swallow with all this dick talk. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 wings of a spit. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, uh, the wings of an egret. <laughs> Uh, Burton was not planning. I remember he's there on official duty, right? Like he's working for the consulate. So, but he was not going to, he's not planning on staying at his post. He's like, fuck this. You know, I might he's have still a got job. his eyes on Damascus, right? That's where he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's his ultimate goal, but he's not going to, he's not, he doesn't want to stay in one place. You know, you can't like put this guy in a desk job. Yeah. Cause that, from what I was reading about the consulate, like pretty much all they Consulates are not ambassadors. Ambassadors are like the big guys. You know, it's like they're the boss. Consulates like do minor shit like trade, like writing up trade contracts, like marrying people, like checking passports. They're like, Bird- yeah, b- baseline representation from the origin country, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like helping out British people that are there rather than being like the link between the British government and the government of where you are. Like, hell, I lost my passport. Yeah. Go see the consulate. And he goes, we didn't even invent those yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) We don't have passports. They had passports because he had had a passport mocked up when he went to uh, Mecca, but he hated passports. Like, what the fuck's the point of this? Yeah, I don't think anyone should have a passport. That's for sure. I think just a state-issued ID. Yeah, so he's like literally writing, you know, checking passports for something that like, he doesn't even believe in passports. He's like, why do I need this? You know, mm. so that he's not going to be doing his job. You know, this is like if you put Chumley in a Burger King, he's just going <laughs> to eat the cheeseburgers. He's not going to do any other job, and he's going to go out there and be on his chopper and shit. And probably- listen, he, he's out there on Gola Gola Island, and yeah. he's got to deal with English people coming to the island. Yeah. That's it. There's no one going. It's like him. He's a consulate to himself, correct? Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's great. That's a great job. Uh, is. No checks. Good gig. Yeah. yeah. Consulate says, we're building another building. <laughs> it's going to have my face on it. Right. For consulate's sake. But this is Richard, so he can't even do that. He can't even just chill on an island. So after, after just a week of being at his post... He heads off to inspect the Delta River, uh, the Delta of the Niger River. He's like, I'm out. I gotta go explore. Yeah. I mean, technically, this consulship is for all of West Africa, but it's just stationed on uh, Fernando Po. Which but is terrible, because same- that's a lot of land mass, and they put it yeah. three days offshore. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Bad place. Um, but he's supposed to be doing his job on the island. He's like, nah, I'm going to go down a river. I love being on rivers. <laughs> um, so he comes back to Fernando Poe po only to stay a week and then head back out to the mainland again. He just was planning on spending as little time as possible as he could on in Fernando Poe. Um, so these mini adventures down the coast, uh, there's one of them where he... Goes with a ship captain to resupply a missionary in Abakuta, which I think is in Nigeria over there. Um, Burton went through great lengths to piss off the the missionaries uh, that he was dragged to by this captain. He commented how selfish it was for the missionaries to bring their wives to such a horrible place. 
It's like you brought your wives with you to just the jungle? Losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you going to be doing these broads if your wives are around? <laughs> exactly. And studying people for science. But that, missionaries aren't science related. Yeah. No. Only God. No. Only God. So. Mm. Yeah, and they're bringing their wife singular because he noticed again polygamy was the foundation stone of society in West Africa. Uh, and he went on to write about all the, the greatness of polygamy. And again, now he's like married and like. So he sends all of his notes back to Isabel to get them published. <laughs> so she's reading about <laughs> all of these things like, oh, polygamy is the best. Look at all these big titties and big butts. <laughs> <laughs> like, the sex here is amazing. <laughs> God. Um, Honey, so publish this. Yeah, I would he, hate to be her. And even, her dad walks in. How's my little spinster doing today? <laughs> I see you're crying again. Uh, so even as a married man, and I'm sure this line went through her, he said, monogamy is the most curious limit limitation of liberty forced upon mankind. Oh my god. Yeah. This guy wants to be divorced so bad. Brutal. Brutal. Spoilers. I mean, not wrong. Yeah. Spoilers, he doesn't get divorced. Every guy who's listening to this is going, oh god, yeah, he's fucking right. But then they're also wrong. Those men are delusional. Like myself. Uh, so they traveled south uh, from Abakuta to explore the Brass and Bonnie Rivers. I don't know where those are, but they're somewhere in <laughs> Africa. They've probably been renamed like 30 times. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Um, here he met another tribe that he said had some rather shapely women that Burton very much approved of. <laughs> now um, everything you say, I'm just imagining her reading. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but in so much detail. Like a pages. little sketch, too. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would send sketches. He did sketches of these people, too, yeah. This is what their titties looked like, yeah. honey. Look yeah. like an R. Crumb drawing <laughs> yeah. and just like arrows playing, just like super sick. Can't find in England. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's he said these these hosts he said these hosts that he stayed with were perfectly civilized and obliging. Um, our hostess were. Wait. Oh, sorry, I gotta reread this. Here we go. Uh, they are perfectly still on you should stay like that the entire show. <laughs> I know, right? Very close. <laughs> um, he said that our hosts were per were perfectly civil and obliging, as well as our hostesses. Uh, rather too much, I would say. <laughs> I I could prove if I could whisper into our reader's ear. <laughs> oh. So he's basically like, I don't want to tell my wife this, but any reader can pen me a note, and I'll let him know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I will give you all the details. Remember, Isabel, you are the editor, not the reader. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't stop thinking of Isabel's dad watching this happen. Screening her mail. <laughs> What's wrong, my little spinster? Why are you crying more? Constantly crying and weighing yourself. <laughs> From, uh, well, so, so here we go. So... <laughs> Um, Burton, from Burton's trip to Africa, Isabel became, just because she's getting all this shit, she becomes very jealous over African women, <laughs> as we can, as we can see. I mean, uh, we're, I'm assuming that Burton's probably slamming this entire trip, just not writing that in his book. But she, from this point on, she was like, why are they always naked? And they're like, tits are out. And like, 
why does my husband keep drooling around them? It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot down here in Africa. Uh, so at some point during this little exploration, he meets up with a German botanist by the name of Gustav Mann, who was... Mann was, like, looking around the Cameroon Mountains. Uh, he had, you know, he's like, I'm going to scale them mountains. I don't think any Europeans have scaled the Cameroon Mountains. Now, the botanist said that uh, he, he'd allow Burton to come with him, but then just completely ghosted him the next morning to head up the Cameroon Mountains. So Burton returned back to Fernando Po for another week and planned his own expedition up the Cameroon Mountains. So he like meets up with this guy. The guy's like, I'm going to go to the peak of that one. And Burton's like, I have to beat him. I have to come back and find all the other peaks. Well, jealous. Yeah. Um, so anything to keep Burton off Fernando Poe, Burton heads out again. And he took to the Cameroon Mountains. And Burton meets up with Mann, Gustav Mann, who seemed to be lying that he reached the peaks of the Cameroon Mountains. He's like walking down. It's like, yeah, I was up there. I was totally at the top of that thing up there. It's boring. Yeah. But, but then Burton's like, all right. And Burton had a small little team. He's like, all right, man, come. You can join me again. We'll go to the top. I'll hold your hand. We'll get to the top of the Cameroon Mountains. Uh, also, Burton's like 40 at this point, And man is like in his early 20s. So he's like <laughs> easily could, you know, walk up these mountains. But Burton's just like, all right, we're going to get up there. Come with me. I'll, sh I'll show you the way. Yeah. Mm. Along the way, they met up with several tribes that Burton uh, didn't have the chance to learn the language of fully, where they were just kind of passing through. So Burton actually used sign language that he had learned from Native Americans to basically act as like a lingua franca between them. So he's like doing these sign languages. He's like figuring out what they're saying. And then Burton eventually would write down a universal sign language. This is later. Uh, he would a universal sign language for, to speak to people that you don't know the language of. So just like it's like a set of like hundred signs that can kind of get you by. Travis, you're gonna need that at the wedding. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. Cheese sign language. Yes. Yeah, cheese. I just need to know all the Portuguese words for cheese. How just you say, one. How you say brie? Brie. It's not uh, like Portuguese is easy. It's not like uh, Brial. Gage Francais. <laughs> there you go. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, give me that Cajun cheese, please. Cajun. <laughs> I speak real good Portuguese when mm -hmm. I'm trying. Right now, I'm not even trying. So, Burton and his team, with accompanied by man, head up. The Cameroon Mountains are a bunch of different peaks. Uh, so. They head up the mountains and they discover this entire mountain range and like they're naming all of these peaks. One of them they named Victoria. One of them's Albert. Uh, but Burton was even so sweet to go out of his way to name one of them Mount Isabel. It was uh, the worst and ugliest mountain. Yeah. That he saw. yeah. <laughs> the one with the least breasts. Yeah. Is. The hottest one he named yeah. after his cousin. <laughs> yes. Well, the other one. Mount he cousin. <laughs> the other one he named Milnez after his erotic uh, literary guy that he hung out with. He's <laughs> nice. like, here's Isabel, and here's the erotica guy that I like. Yeah. <laughs> Domineering over her. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, hold on a second, you're saying this stuff, like, oh yeah, they went exploring and naming peaks, and it's like, 
I've been mad at boomers for the last 10 years for not being able to buy a house. And these guys are just out walking around claiming peaks. Naming mountains. Naming yeah. mountains for funsies. Yeah. I'm going to name that one. I'm going to name that one. I'm going to name that one. Like, what the fuck? Well, like, I can't even get a DoorDash order right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Burton, in terms of naming landmarks, Burton always was like, why are you going to name like landmarks European names? You should name them by their local name. So here he's kind of like going against what he's always been shouting at like when when speak found lake victoria he's like why are you call it lake victoria do you, you dumb you don't know the language <laughs> name it you know, my lake's called lake tanganyika dude that's not uh a british emperor or british yeah. king tanganyika it's not lake, lake albert yeah so he had to kind of do some weird backpedaling here and he penned it down the justification for naming these mountains was that they were previously unnamed I I don't know. No one no one named them. that. That makes even less sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes less sense yeah. than anything you've ever said. Right. Well, and here he's also doing <laughs> sign language. Anybody, I bet. Yeah, he's doing sign language with the locals. You know what I mean? So like, he doesn't know the language. Like, well, this is Mount Isabel because obviously no one's seen this before. No one has seen this. None of those people have walked this high up for funsies. <laughs> mm -hmm. No one has made a stop at Dick's Sporting Good <laughs> to find the carabiners that I carry as I climb the mountain. <laughs> Isabella! <laughs> it's like, well, wait, what was it, Lake Tanganyika? Yeah. His justification for that was it already was named something, yeah. and then he just named it something else that sounded African? Well, he named it another African word. Yeah, that's really dumb. Yeah. That's real dumb. That's actually the dumbest. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this guy does have a flaw. Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting. So Burton got very sick during one of these little scaling up the mountain. He returned back. They set up a base camp, I guess, close to where all these peaks in the Cameroon Mountains started. Uh, so while the other teams were out exploring and possibly just to one-up this Gustav man who was a botanist, he started collecting samples of flower, fauna, and small animals. Thus began, began a lifelong passion of botany in collecting <laughs> samples. So we're adding not only linguist, not only explorer, he's a botanist now. <laughs> hmm. I mean, right. botany's easy. Throw it in. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't wiggle around. Well, uh, he did catch small animals, which I would, could. I'm trying to imagine how funny that would be. Richard running after things like that. <laughs> he actually has a rat species named after him, called the Ottomar Betoni. Uh, That's not named after him. It's like Latin. Oh, the Bertoni. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, so he has that, and he named quite a few plant species in the area. You know, all the Latin naming, right? So it's all, it's like, I named it after myself, but I put an I at the end of it because it's Latin. <laughs> Not bad. Today we would call that Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also during this time, he, just because he was bored, he set up a whipping post in his camp and decided to discipline his porters that were slacking off by flogging them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Very Catholic of him. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe Isabel's running, rubbing off on him. Mm. So this whole trip took about six weeks, and he returned back to Fernando Po for another six weeks. 
uh, where a and by the end of the six weeks, a case of yellow fever had broken out on the island. So that gave him a perfect excuse to leave again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He may have brought it with him. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Found a sick person and was like, you just yeah. hide in here and then leave when I tell you. I'm going to put you in a sack, okay? <laughs> I'll feed you. If you're going in a sack for a few days, and then yeah. when I let you go, I'm going to say there's a problem. Yeah, and you got to go sneeze on a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> and in return, you can have the keys to my Mini Cooper. <laughs> yeah. You see that vending machine? I'm going to open it up. I need you to sneeze on all of the treats and confectionaries. Yes. But before you do, give me a famous Amos. <laughs> <laughs> so he left again on another little mini adventure. This one is very interesting. Um... So he headed up the Gabon River in search of gorillas and cannibals. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> just, just two old regular things. Yep. Two, two old regular things. So at uh, up until this point, so we're 1862, uh, no European had ever seen a gorilla before. So this is almost like looking for Bigfoot. Like, they don't think that gorillas exist. Like, they think they're just, like, hairy little men. Um, it, is it kind of like narwhals until the 18th century? Like, they're like, that's just an old sailor's tale. Exactly. They're, they're not real. <laughs> like, Wait, yeah. really? Yeah, no white man had ever seen a gorilla before. No shit. That's crazy. I had no idea. I thought that they were discovered in, like, the 1600s. No. Uh, so two skull. the first two skulls of a gorilla were actually sent to London in, 18, in the 1840s. So they they had seen these skulls and they're like, oh shit, that kind of looks like a stupid human's head. Yeah, did they think uh, there was like a race of people? Yeah. Um. So I actually want to uh, send you <laughs> in the chat. This is a picture of <laughs> what they thought gorillas looked like. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. This is either gonna be the most racist thing we've ever seen, <laughs> or the funniest. Maybe both. Oh, my uh, God. And it's labeled the wild men of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, that is the stuff of nightmares, right? I like how long his arms are, though. Why is he, he in a that? barrel? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like one of those old-timey guys who's poor and wears a barrel with straps on it. Yeah. I'm so poor that I had to steal a barrel. For clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I wear wood for clothes. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's a scary... Okay, so for those of you at home, it's it's got like a horse face. Like yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a it's a man with long arms and a barrel, <laughs> uh, tiny head like a like an upside down pear shape, and it's got like horse teeth. Yeah, very strange. So good job, Europeans. Yeah. So, well so this was this gorilla was literally like looking for the yeti or looking for Bigfoot. Uh, people, a lot of people just didn't think they existed. They thought the skulls were just like spoofs. Um, so Burton's looking for these. A cryptid, pretty much. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. He's looking for the Slenderman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I who knows? I love this guy more and more. Slenderman could be out there. Hiding. I've never seen him. Hiding in your basement right now. This, you go down this guy check. eventually gets knighted. Yes. And he looked for cryptids. 
<laughs> and look how we treat Alex Jones. What is wrong with the world today? Yeah. Some, you know, someone does what they believe and they get, they get trounced today. Back then, you got applauded because you didn't want to get a fever. I'm sure Jones could probably get knighted by Putin or something. I, I don't know. I would hope so. I would hope someone would be brave enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Burton, on his way down the Gabon River, he stops and meets this king and, uh, of a tribe. And the king uh, actually has a son. Uh, this guy, is, he speak, the son speaks French. His name is Paul. Prince Paul. <laughs> cool. Um, so Prince Paul comes with Burton down the river to look for the gorillas. Now, Burton knew for sure, like he, you know, people thought it was a cryptid, but Burton knew. He knew that gorillas were real. They lived in small houses and <laughs> also that their brains were a natural aphrodisiac if you ate them. And they oh. used to come out of the woods and rape women. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. This, these wow. were so facts. he wants to go hunt them down. He's like, this, yeah. this sounds great. I want to live in their houses. <laughs> they got nice little Eat homes. their brains. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to blow his mind when he finds out that their feet look like hands? <laughs> He's like, I did not see that shit coming. Yeah. And the fact that they're like seven feet tall and yeah. 400 pounds of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but so these are facts. He's like, they live in small houses. You eat their brains. You get a hard dick. And they rape uh, local women. I'm sure that all of us want some animal of some kind, not a gorilla, but just something that y your favorite animal, you want it to live in a small house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tiny, tiny little house. Like, like that's, that's very cute to think about. Yeah. Like, I think little that... animals like, ah, they just leave a little house. Let me get my mail yeah. in my <laughs> small house here. That's like the plot of 75% of animes. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and Disney cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Beatrix Potter books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's cute. Animals in houses. Honestly, he may have thrown that one in there at the end if he was trying to get funding for this trip. <laughs> They're like, he's like, I'm going to go look for gorillas. We don't care. We, we don't care. You're not doing the trip. We don't have the money for it. I have a feeling they live in small houses. <laughs> Blank check. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to find some funding real quick. Let's scrape some shekels together. So uh, Prince Paul and uh, Prince Paul, he hires a local hunter. And this hunter have, has seen gorillas before. I mean, he lives in the area, right? Um, so it's actually kind of hard to find gorillas. It's not like they're like a deer. They don't just come like walking out of the woods. They're very like shy creatures. Um, and they live like deep in the jungles. So like if you're driving around in Africa, it's not like a, a kangaroo in Australia. It's like digging through your trash. The, the gorilla is not going to come near you. It's too busy right. doing mm -hmm. maintenance on his house. <laughs> He's got... <laughs> He's got to put a new roof on. Yeah. Sitting there doing bills on palm leaves. <laughs> oh, God. I got to pay for this Netflix. <laughs> Honey, are we watch? Are we using Prime? Yeah. Can I cancel it for a few months? Damn it, Marie. The toilet's <laughs> broken again. Um, this tiny gorilla house. So <laughs> With Bob Villa. <laughs> so the local hunter, he knows there's gorillas out there. He's like, look, it's going to be hard. We're not going to find them. Uh, and Burton, unfortunately, does not get a chance to see what he called Mr. Gorilla on this trip. Oh. Um, but really? 
while he was looking, he was struck by lightning. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what was he doing? Uh, he was just out there looking for those gorilla huts. I don't know. He just got. How was he struck by, by lightning? lightning? Aren't they in the thick? Or aren't they in, like thick forest? Um, it's it's like well, they're on the water on the Gabon River, right? So like, there's like opening in the forest, and they're like oh, looking into the into the forest and jungle. But yeah, he's struck by lightning and survives. Oh my god! <laughs> awesome, amazing. That's just, just amazing. Yeah, That's good news. So possibly because Burton literally was just struck by lightning, the local hunter was like, "Dude, you just cast a spell, and now we're not going to see any gorillas. Like, we're not like you must have cast a spell because now the gorillas are not coming out." Uh, I buy it. But the hunter was like, "Burton, all right." So you go, you're not going to see him. Obviously, you cast a spell. But when you go leave, I'll go find you a gorilla. I'll kill him, and I'll send it to you. Um, so once Burton returned to Fernando Poe, he just got a package with a dead gorilla in it. Oh. <laughs> and the guy followed through on his word. And, How big was this gorilla? Uh, he was about five feet and very mm. chunky, very big, strong boy. Burton actually took the measurements and then he had it taxidermied and sent to the London British Museum. Wait, is there a picture of that? Uh, so, unfortunately, this taxidermist had never seen a gorilla before. <laughs> and uh, when Burton finally returned back to London and went to the Royal Museum, he was like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> like, this is not what I looked at. It, like, these are beefy boys. Wait, do you have a picture of this? Uh, so I, I, it's either, it's one of these two. I don't know if, I'm not sure which one it is. Because I was trying really hard to find a picture of him. But it's one of these two gorillas, I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, let's see. I've got two of them here. I'm probably going to go with the first one I sent you. Because that's not a beefy boy. That's... It's like a gorilla that's been in like a 2000s pop punk band. He's got no chest. Yeah, his nipples are very high <laughs> on his body. Yeah. yeah. You could tell he's not beefy anymore. Look at those twig legs he's got going on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, what the? <laughs> yeah, this other one is just horrifying. <laughs> yeah. A male gorilla. This fine fellow, as mounted, stands a little over five feet tall, and his chest measurement is five feet four inches. He was shot in the Belgian Congo. Look at those eyes. Yeah. The, the hair on the head is off. Yeah, it's yeah. way off. I make a cartoon about this guy. You can probably sell that on Netflix. Yeah, right? But he does look like he would have a house. That's yeah, true. Yeah, he does look more like he looks like our barrel friend of the drawing they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably watering plants and shit. Yeah, the other guy I think is uh, way more likely. Yeah. If, if you didn't know what a gorilla looked like and you just got a bunch of skin and had to toss it together, <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks about, right? Yeah. Look at those mitts, dude. <laughs> All right, well, have fun looking that one up. So after Burton did his little gorilla hunting, uh, he went off to go look for the cannibals. Now, he had heard rumors that the Fon people often consumed human flesh. Now, a lot of... I want to preface this with, like, a lot of 
Europeans just would call random people cannibals. Um, so it's kind of all right that I mean it's 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 good that Burton actually did the investigating and didn't just be oh they're all cannibals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now was he going because he wanted a maybe a little taste? Well, he did. Well, he did say. Remember, he made that bet. He made that uh, promise to Hanky that he wanted to get that human flesh for his book. Yeah. He did remark. Oh his, yeah, he did remark. I forgot about that. Yeah, he did remark that he was like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Don't worry, I'm keeping an eye out. Um, so, so the fan people he found to be uh, very, very cruel to those they didn't like, but they were very hospitable to guests and people they got along with. Like, if you didn't piss them off, you didn't get on their bad side, they're amazing people to hang out with. Hmm. Um, they, he did find, and this was from their mouths, so it wasn't some European, like, rah, rah, rah. Uh, he did, did find out that they consume the flesh of their enemies. Uh, so they would go to war, and although Burton didn't see it firsthand, he said the chiefs, chiefs would, and higher-up men in the tribe would go out and carry out a ritual in like a secret location away from the village where they'd consume parts of their enemy. Uh, mm. And keep kind of like little bones and things around as, you know. They tell ghost stories too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spooky. All right, Isn't guys. It? Good water day. Let's, uh, Let's tell, tell a, a story. good story. <laughs> yeah. It all started with holding, tor- holding a torch under I, their face. Yeah, I present like. this for the approval of the Midnight Society. <laughs> good job, sports. And they just like pat each other on the butt. <laughs> Did a good job. You want some, you want some fruit leather? <laughs> Although, uh, yeah, cannibalism was not practiced openly. Burton actually asked them, he was like, uh, do you guys, like, eat the meat of, like, people when they die, like, in the village? And they're like, what, are you dumb? Like, they have diseases and shit. Like, we're not going to eat that. Like, and why would we eat our friends? You know? <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, but what was practiced openly was torture. So they would, these these uh, enemies would be captured and they would be slowly impaled or skinned. Burton witnessed the children scooping the blood, the victim of the blood or the blood of the victim out from underneath where they were being impaled and drinking it. It's kind of nasty. That's a form of cannibalism. You see, you kind of built us up here. You're like, oh, you know, they're cannibals, not savages. But now we're back to savages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also had a habit of killing twins. If they had twins, they're like, both of those got to go. Too many kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's smart. It's just planning. Yeah, you know? can't I have f- two of the same thing going around. I fiscally did not plan for this. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to send two kids to school? Would they, if there was triplets, would they kill two of them? Or would they let the triplets go? Be like, oh, you beat the, you, you beat, beat it. it. <laughs> yeah, we only do odd number amount of kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's fun, and uh, as opposed to, and also along with the uh, impaling and skinning, they would bury criminals alive. If you're caught doing anything illegal, you're getting buried alive. That's probably the worst punishment ever. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this, Burton didn't have to worry about any of this. He wasn't stealing from them. He wasn't their enemies. So the guests treated them to uh, dancing and festivities. And yeah, Burton's like, this cool. is great. Yeah, yeah. This is great because, of course, the chief brought out his daughter who led the, a dance of women in front of Burton. And uh, 
Burton very much liked this princess uh, because basically she stood in the circle around all these other women who were dancing without tops. She just got herself off while these naked women danced around. <laughs> He's like, oh. oh, I love this. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Man, I can't wait till the Netherlands hear about this. <laughs> My wife is going to have so much fun editing this part. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, fucking Isabel's home trying to look like Rachel Dolezal. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, my little spinster? <laughs> Why are you using all that shoe polish? <laughs> Why are you giving so much of my money to the NAACP? <laughs> uh, Burton found that the fond women contrast to the fond men, whereas the fond men were usually long and thin. But even though he said the, the women were very beautiful... He called them dumpy, which I didn't even think people used <laughs> that word back in the 1800s. He's like, dumpy. they're very beautiful, but they're dumpy. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Uh, go on to Pornhub.com and type in dumpy. <laughs> see what you get. See what happens. Yeah. See what you get. I don't know. My mind is a blank. Um. After this trip for, uh, you know, so the trip for cannibals and gorillas... That's over. He goes back to Fernando Poe. He gets that crate with the dead gorilla in it. Um, and he just kind of kept himself busy uh, on Fernando Poe for like months. This was like the longest streak that he was on the island. Isabel just like couldn't stand being with her parents, I guess. She went out to the Canary Islands and mm. Burton would do these like clandestine meetings with his wife because, uh, you know, he wasn't supposed to leave the island. And he'd be like, he'd top aboard this mer a merchant ship and go see his wife. And I don't think because this is because he missed her. It's because he had been writing and giving her orders on how to, like, keep affairs in London going. So I think he's pretty much like, <laughs> make sure you get this book published. And uh, He's checking on her work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even one kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's say, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Isabel and what she is up to in London. Uh, she was not, remember we said the first seven months of her marriage uh, were some of the happiest times of her life because she was hanging out with Burton and his cool friends, getting hypnotized. Um, but she had made a big error that kind of pissed off the rest of Burton's family. He's got like sisters alive still, and his parents are dead, but his sisters are alive. Uh, and his brother, remember his brother is like a vegetable. He got his head. Right. What happened to him in. again? He got beat up real bad. Yeah, he got his head bashed in hunting in India. And he's just like, he's still, I think he outlives Richard. But he's like literally just like a vegetable. That's mm. no life. Yeah. Um, so Burton had instructed Isabel to deliver a family heirloom to the king of France. This was a lock of Napoleon's hair and a sketch of him that Richard's uncle had taken while uh, Napoleon was in exile. So he had like a little wow. chunk of hair of Napoleon and a sketch. Um, That's cool. So Richard's like, ah, yeah, we, I need to get myself more established in Europe. So Isabel, go drop this off with the French king. And so she goes out there and she just like leaves it there. Like she doesn't. Like, she couldn't get an audience with the king, so she just kind of, like, left it in, like, a cubby or something. Like, <laughs> like a shit for the king. <laughs> yeah. 
So she comes back to London and Isabel's and Richard's family. Like, what did you just do? Like, he doesn't even know that, you know, we, you gave it to him. That was our family heirloom. <laughs> so she's oh my God. not in good water with uh, the Burtons. There were also rumors spreading around London that Burton was banging everything in West Africa and Fernando Poe, which he probably was. Yeah, there were facts going <laughs> yeah. around London. Yeah, <laughs> facts. Yeah. Yeah, there facts <laughs> journals yeah directly from west africa to his to wife. Her. signed yeah. by richard burton saying i'm banging everything that moves yeah. <laughs> um so isabel was starting to feel very overwhelmed um and she went to the far foreign office like where the consulate was held in london and she cried to the officials to give burton uh leave time home uh, she's mm. like, send him home. I need to see my man again. He's he has need, he's getting too involved in uh, black liking black people. <laughs> he's like, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So, what was his reaction to that, though? Well, the farm. He probably didn't want to go home. Uh, well, like as he as I said, he was kind of stuck on Fernando Poe for a while, um, and he was just like, I hate being here. So. Uh, Burton was recalled to London, and he spent two months living in London uh, again. And during this time, he he published a few books, and uh, you know he kind of hangs out and kind of gets his affairs in order. Probably yells at Isabel a bunch about shit she's not doing right. But uh, he decides to travel back with Isabel to the Canary Islands, and Isabel was super excited because this was the first real adventure she was going on with her husband. As he refused to allow her to go back to Fernando Poe with him, but she's like, "All right, I'll go to the Canary Islands with you, and then I'll go from the Canary Islands to Fernando Poe." Uh, yeah, that's uh, that trip probably sucked. Uh, it seemed like it was all right. They climbed a mountain. She handled herself all right. Actually, we're gonna see that this was like this is baby steps here. She's gonna go. Did she have to fence anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to like samurai sword kill someone to defend Burton's honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had to fight seven of my uncles <laughs> yeah so burton's there for like a little a few weeks and then he heads back he's off to fernando poe for four months of paper pushing and just like dying to get back to the mainland and he's like all right i'm going I'm going on a trip down the congo river into the interior of angola and on this trip, he collects about 400 plant samples and learned a whole bunch of languages as he went. He's, he's like a sponge for language. We'll, we'll talk about his totals at the end of his life, but it's pretty impressive. Um, he was really going to tuck into Africa and like get into like the, the heart of Africa. When in August of 1853, he received a letter right before he was about to like set out into like no man's land. Uh, recalling him back to Fernando Poe in order to go on a mission to meet the king of an African state called Dahomey. Okay, Dahomey. Yeah, Dahomey. That's how it's like literally spelled. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Now, Dahomey is in the south part of modern-day Benin, and Dahomey was known in the European world as one of the most sinister African kingdoms uh in africa uh benin had oh. benin actually had one of like the richest histories in the area like there's like a whole bunch of kingdoms and things like this but the specific kingdom of dahomey everyone's like 
that place is bad. They said people there was rumors that 2,000 sacrifices were made when a new king came in and was crowned. Um, and that the king would fill up a tub of blood and then canoe around in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best for a new king, yeah. right? I was going to say, like, bathe. I was, like, creepy enough. Yeah. Canoeing in it is almost creepy. Mm -hmm. Just kind of paddling around, like, all right, you got enough, buddy? Play more drums <laughs> while I do this. I'm going to do a stand-up paddleboard. Right. <laughs> I fell in. The Did you guys see me blood. fall in? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, not to say, I wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. Well, Burton actually had already been to Dahomey and met the king secretly. He had spent three days in the capital of Dahomey. Um, didn't tell anyone at the foreign office he was going there. But I want to kind of talk about this preliminary visit because it's pretty ridiculous. And then we'll talk about the main trip to Dahomey. So in this preliminary visit, the Dahomey king was a king named uh, King Jalele. And so when Burton arrived, he was honored by King Jalele crucifying a slave in his honor right in front of him. Just, hey, welcome. Here you go. Oh. <laughs> Here's a crucifixion. Yeah. Oh, no, thanks. No, no, no. I, uh, no, thank you. I appreciate it. You want to help? You want to tie one of the wrists? How about we leave that guy alone? <laughs> yeah, we'll leave him up uh, there alone. Don't want to be rude. <laughs> Got to kill a slave for you. Uh, so then Burton was shipped off to the, I guess, Dahomey Marriott. Um, and his back view out of his porch was a pile of human bones. Just like... Oh, like, that sounds like a La Quinta. Yeah, La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so just a, yeah. a pile of femurs and skulls and all this shit. Uh, the next morning, when Burton woke up, oh, time for me to get some ungodly amount of bacon and eggs, American style. Uh, on his front door, like a some like a cat that had brought home a bird, was a dead slave. Like King Galili was like, "Here you go. Here's one for the morning. I killed him. He's bound up and dead." <laughs> All right. Do you think this king like got like weird information about what the British like, and they're like, <laughs> they love killing slaves? It's like really. That's weird. All right, we'll just kill a slave every morning for this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was all fake. Maybe all the maybe it was just like runoff from Party City in the back. It's all the fake bones, the giant bone guys from Home Depot. Uh, yeah, sing the songs, and then like the, they just dug up some graves. Mm. There was there was no it was just catch up. Dahom the whole thing was catch up. Yeah, Dahomey was the site of the first spirit of Halloween. It moved around Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Till it found a home in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. <laughs> or, or just Brunswick, pardon me. So, Burton had brought gifts for King Jalele. Um, there was cologne, a whole bunch of different things, some like beads and, you know, just things of, from Europe. But the one that he, King Jalele, liked the most was some porn. Burton brought to him. He's like, hey, check this picture out. It's got a white woman and she's like touching herself. And wow. Yeah. He loved that one. And uh, King Jalele asked if such women could be delivered to him alive. And Burton was like, um, all of seeing all the bodies and shit, he's like, all of our countrymen are sworn to chat, or all of our country women are sworn to chastity. So I'm sorry. I can't bring anything back here because they're yeah. except this lady who's <laughs> finger banging herself. Yeah. Okay, so 
I'm giving you what six, seven dead bodies by now, and all you give me is a lousy picture. <laughs> yeah. Nina Hartley. What a terrible trade. Yeah. yeah, this isn't working out. What do I need to do? How many more dead bodies do you need for me to get one of these white women? Yeah. <laughs> so, Burton had already been and seen King Jalele. That was his little three day staycation kind of or vacation there. Uh, so when Burton received this letter from the foreign office, he was like, he had actually been petitioning them to go back there. You'd think after doing this experience, he'd be like, ah, maybe I don't need to go to Dahomey, but he'd been trying to. So he gets the letter and he's stoked. He rushes all the way back to Fernando Poe and readies for the trip to Dahomey. He's like, I need one uh, homeless white woman that you just pull off the streets of London. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. My wife, actually. <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can I be, hand off my wife like down. this? Would anyone yeah. really care? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm just saying paperwork. <laughs> so Burton heads out to Dahomey uh, in November of 1863, accompanied by a Royal Navy surgeon, a man named John Croyshank. And a missionary by the name of Peter W. Bernschenko. Uh, and when they get to the, the they get to the capital where King Jalele is, Jalele meets them with a party. There's a gun salute, dancing, and toasts of rum, drunken out of skulls. They had literal yeah. skulls. Now, now when they do the twenty-one gun salute, do they just have forty-two people aiming at each other? <laughs> Like, <laughs> guys, I got a surprise for you. Yeah, it's better than fireworks. Yeah, and it makes a thud. We, Twenty-one of you have blanks. Yeah. The other twenty-one <laughs> are locked and loaded. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's find out. Who. Skulls are like solo cups. It's like, boys, we're running a little low. We need to get some more. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing ten skulls upside down, like playing pong. Yeah, with like an eye socket. I need a water skull, <laughs> yeah. please. I've got. <laughs> I've got a hair on this eyeball. Yeah. But but don't worry. These skulls were taken recently. They were fresh skulls from the neighboring kingdom. They're enemies. Oh, good. Enemies. Enemy nice skulls. Yeah. Freshly boiled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Burton took a lot of notes here. He published a whole book on it. Uh, and one of the things he was really interested in was the fact that Dahomey had a large contingent of women soldiers. I think it was around 2,000 women. That like all right in the thing, and he said the officers were selected by the size of their badonkadunks. Oh, a dump truck! You're gonna be an officer. Really? Yes. Okay. How did that work? Um, literally, he was just so. At this point, Isabel had been so nervous about him because she knows she he's going to Dahomey, and she's so jealous of like these like. You know, so jealous that he's gonna like be hooking up with more black ladies. Burton sends her a like sketch of one of these officers, and he's like, "This is the types of ladies I'm with." And it's like this, like, she, I know Burton was like, "It's very obese," and like, you know, she's she's like has this big butt, and you know, I don't know, soldier lady. So I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. I. I She's got a huge ass. Were they actually fighters, or was it like... Oh, yeah, they were. Symbolic. No, they okay. were. Um, and he actually thought that Europeans should adopt female soldiers. Uh, he said there was a lot of camaraderie that happened between uh, these female soldiers. But <laughs> he, said in Euro right. he said in Europe, he said the main purpose of incorporating females would 
be giving the male troops something to look at. <laughs> I mean, he knows what he's writing about. Yeah. He knows his audience. Yeah. yeah. So now here, what are we going to talk about here? What are we going to talk about? It's going to make us uh, hurt in places. Spurting. Oh, they're going to do genital mutilation, aren't they? Oh, yeah. We're going to start talking about dongs and not dongs. <laughs> oh, not dongs. Yeah. I assume when you say that. <laughs> you're not talking about, about vaginas. You're talking about the lack of. Oh uh, well, yeah, that and vaginas. A missing dong and missing yeah. dong. There were eunuchs as mm. well. Um, a lot of them died uh, in the process, obviously. But uh, let's talk about some circumcision and free female circumcision because this is Burton. I don't really want to. I'm going to zone out for. It, okay? <laughs> well, we got to. We got to. Yeah, we're going to let you riff solo. Right. Yeah, me and Connor are going to take our headphones off and play rock paper scissors for the next 20 minutes. So, so men in Dahomey were circumcised at around the age of 20, and he went into the whole process of it, where they were told to. S- well, what's that? I was going to say, Rich is like, this is great. I did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quit whining, you baby. I did mine for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they were told to squat over a hole, and the person who did the circumcision was never a specialist. It was just like some guy. Um, <laughs> there is no specialist. They, you find me a specialist, I'll show you a pervert. <laughs> they, uh, they were said to moisten the area with spit, um, and then, <laughs> then they would shave the, the foreskin off with a sharp knife, and then... The wound would be sanitized with sand. (laughs) That's my choice of sanitization. Uh, Whenever I get cuts on my butthole and penis, I put sand right on it. So basically you get a blowjob, and then they cut your dick off and throw sand on it. (laughs) Give a little lick. Uh, Pocket sand. uh. (laughs) Where are they getting all this sand? (laughs) Nah, you don't have to answer that question. Um... There were tons of infections, and a lot of men died in the process, obviously. Um, now, let's talk about the women. Now, you might be like, oh, Africa, we've got like you know, a lot of cutting going on. There is a lot of cutting going on in Dahomey. Uh, mainly, so Dahomey's were really big into scarification. They had a lot of like, the women had a lot of like weird forehead and cheek and spine and leg scars. I, I, why has that not been adopted by Northern European heroin addicts the way dreadlocks have? I don't understand. It looks kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it does. And dreadlocks don't look as cool. Nope. No. Um, Ditch the dreadlocks. Get cool scars. Yeah, get a bunch of cool scars and look like a Star Trek character. Yeah, it's awesome. A uh, Ferengi. It's cool when they have like all the you know it looks like a like a armadillo skin yeah. or something you know it's wild. So yeah, the 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 homey women had tons of cool little intricate scars all over their body. Uh, but the clit, let's talk about that. Uh, Dahomey did. I don't even think that exists. So sure. The Dahomey did not <laughs> believe in female circumcision. Wow. Good for them. They're so progressive. But they did believe in clitoral elongation. <laughs> awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Make so, it easier to find. We got to f- find where yeah. this thing is. So bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan juice. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> this is brought to you by Alpha Clit. Yeah. 
So from a young age, old women would stretch out girls' clit <laughs> to try to get them as long as possible. Uh, this, the clit was called at that point a two. If a woman did not have a two, she was seen as stupid and uneducated. So people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're a young girl. You got to teach her how to get a long clit. <laughs> well, you were in there reading books about science and the earth and mathematics. I've been over here stretching my clit for yeah. two dozen years. I got a four inch And I've two. seen God. Yeah. <laughs> he also mentioned that the Dahomey it was like seen as a sexual prowess the longer two you had and that the Dahomey men really like to grab and jerk on it. This is cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, they're missing part of their own dick, so they want to grab something else. The sand dick. I feel like I have more space in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you just scrape out some of that sand out of my dick with your tube? Can you clear out my pee hole with your tube, please? Yeah. Travis, now I can't stop thinking about the thing you retweeted of the lamp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the foreskin yeah. lamp. $1,000. Uh, Wait, what is lamp? this? Thousand dollars for the dick lamp? Oh, it, tra uh, pull up the yeah. Word it was player. something that uh, the the, the drink a beer play a game guys found. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's a real thing and not just like a fake product someone made. <laughs> All right, I'm getting nervous already. Let's see who's this. Uh, wait, I don't know how to use Twitter. I forget. Look for the Roast Mortem cast. Yeah, I retweeted it. No, I'm on here. I'm looking at our profile. Oh, then yeah, go to profile and scroll down. Oh! <laughs> I love how it's pink, too. It's just oh. like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks, Jim, for finding that one. <laughs> yeah, someone had a comment that was like, and if you're both your hands are full, you can just use your mouth to turn the light on. <laughs> <laughs> someone else responded, I prefer to use my butthole. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. All right. Anyway. Well, I learned something today that uh, <laughs> that technology where... is advancing. Yeah. That's we haven't your... found ourselves in a rut. Yeah, that's where all your foreskins are going to. They, they make lamps out of them. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Okay, so Burton was instructed, he's hanging out with this King Jalele guy who's, you know, obviously he's drinking out of skulls and we've seen what he did on the first trip. Burton was instructed by the foreign office not to let the king execute anyone in the presence of Burton or his companion. So his companions, he had the, mini you know, the minister, missionary and the surgeon there. But the king insisted that Burton and Crushanks in, uh, he he uh, insisted that they come to a ritual decapitation uh, custom led by good old King Jalele. Listen, they're, we said we don't want to see anyone dying in front of us. There's, no, it's just, it's just decapitation. It's just a decapitation. It's, it's different. He, it's not like we're killing the guy. Well, yeah. we are killing the guy, but it's different. Uh, so Burton didn't exactly, I mean, he, he said that he didn't witness it, but then he wrote about it in his journal. So, um, Burton said it was a straight-up frenzied bloodbath where the captives were tied to a shed 
and one by one their heads were lopped off while the king and his men and uh, his men drank from human skulls. Sounds like a good time, you know. Yeah. Just Friday night with the boys. <laughs> Out with the boys. Now popping uh, a few. Ooh. Now he Burton was like instructed to avoid all of these um executions. Uh, but in the morning, it was actually New Year's Day, so they were throwing a big one. They're throwing a rager. Mm. Uh, I don't think th- they actually. Burn mentioned that they didn't really have a concept of like Western time. Yeah, they were just but, drinking and hanging out. Yeah. It's yeah. sun up, sun down. Yeah. Uh, but in the morning, Burton estimated that 500 men were executed annually. The majority of them took place on New Year's Day. Uh, All right. Yeah. How do they still have a tribe if they're killing this many people and so many guys are dying from the sand circumcision? Yeah, <laughs> sand circumcision. Uh, what Burton did witness firsthand, besides this like uh. quick little decap session, the pregame party before the real celebration that he missed, was that bodies were just left mutilated and decaying in the streets, so the place stank to like high hell. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now, Portland, right? Yeah, exactly. I had to deal with like dog turds and shit, you know? Yeah. Human <laughs> shit. Just <laughs> human shit. Human, yeah. People in tents laying around. Getting yeah. smeared up. <laughs> um now, why did the foreign office send Burton to this place, Dahomey? Why did he need to go there? I didn't really tell you that. But the real mission. Uh, so this area of Benin was controlled by the British Empire, and the British Empire was like, no slaves in our area. Right. Like, we're done with slavery. That's over. So the real mission was Burton was to meet with King Jalele and convince him to stop selling slaves. How do you think that went? Oh, <laughs> probably super good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just as well as the no executions in front of me went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like cracking people open like crab legs. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? I stop selling. What feelings? That's where I get Why? my money. Yeah. What are feelings? Uh, what, are, what are human rights? Let's wait till this whole civil war plays out. Yeah. Then maybe we'll talk about stopping. Yeah, let's see what they do in the states. All right. <laughs> so talking about the states, King Jalele actually it was in the history books as being the last like African king to sell slaves to a slave ship that sold, like, fresh slaves in America. This happened illegally in 1860. So he was, like, the last African king to be like, hey, take some of these boys and go sell them in Virginia. The Al Capone of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a good way to be remembered. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is he also going to die of syphilis? (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, no, I, I I actually looked this up. He the French took over the territory, and he eventually he kills himself before the French come. Nice. <laughs> wow. You yeah. see, that's it. You know, I've killed so many people, but there's one person I haven't killed yet. Yeah, and that's me. <laughs> yeah, and I see him every day in the mirror. Uh, so he met. Uh, so Burton met with King Jalele, and Jalele was like, "What? What? What do you want me to do? You want me to stop selling slaves? Are you an idiot?" <laughs> Like, this is what we do. We sell slaves. Moron. (laughs) Yeah. And Burton had the balls to look at this dude. And he's like, this city is fucking disgusting. It smells like death. 
There's like mutilated bodies in the streets. Your executions are horrible. Uh, you know, people are dying from like sickness. Like he said, what you need is more births and not deaths. You build your city up. You need more birds. <laughs> more birds? Yeah. Bur- Did you say births? Oh, births. Oh, they said birds. Yeah, I heard that yeah. too. <laughs> what you need is birds. Just like, how's that going to help? You need pigeons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you're missing. Here's a they- bunch of seagulls. They're going to clean up the streets for you. <laughs> uh, well, how did uh, the king take that one? Well, the king was kind of humbled because he was like, I guess he thought Burton would be too intim- intimidated, you know, by his kind of macho craziness. Uh, the king said, I have never heard such truth in my life. But what am I to do with all these war criminals and felons? <laughs> what to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, as Richard Burton, I would have to say, you got me. Keep killing them. <laughs> Kill them. Just don't make them slaves. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. move the bodies. Yeah. Come on. Just hide it, dude. You know, rub, put it under the carpet, the lion just, skin you have. Just charge them rent until they're dead. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's get so them much an easier Amazon, that way. Get yeah. them an Amazon subscription. Yeah, start a streaming service. Uh, play uh, F Boy Island, okay, <laughs> over and over again until they're dead. Uh, in the end, Burton got very, very heated and angry, and the king was like, "Whoa, Burton, you're a good man, but you're way too angry." <laughs> I'm not the one killing 500 people a year. Whoa, yeah. settle down, bud. Yeah, relax, have some tea. You need to chill out. You want to murder someone? Yeah, it calms me down. Yeah. Here, how about you cut this slave's head off? Uh, so Burton, uh, you know, he left the Dahomey. Not a success. Jalele didn't change his ways. Uh, and Burton, I think this was out of all the people groups that Burton had ever visited. Over the course of his, you know, explorations, this was, I think, the the worst one. He said that they were vile barbarians, which, like, he didn't really use the term barbarians that often. I know a lot of English gentlemen would say everything's barbaric, but, I mean, Burton looked into cultures, and yeah, maybe they were a little bit off his takes, but barbarian was something bad. And he, he also was pretty s- open-minded overall. Yeah. yeah. He also said that they were people. <laughs> they were people... Meant to be slaves. So like, oh, yeah. God. Damn. And he hated take... slavery. I yeah. know, but he was like, these guys are not like, you know. Slavery like... is evil, except if it's these guys. Yeah, they like... suck so much. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, well, that didn't help, Burton. Yeah, so Burton returned back to Fernando Poe. And he, at once, I think maybe because he was, you know, hanging out with people drinking out of human skulls. He started to like the place. He started to walk around and look, you know, study the island. And he's like, oh, I kind of like it here. It's not too bad. Hmm. Problem was, was that Isabel was desperately working in London to get Burton a new, better, more respectable position in the consulate with the foreign office. She's mm. like, I can't. I'm married to this guy. He's banging across Africa. I got to get him back. To like I got it. Got to send him to Alaska to do this. <laughs> yeah. Where his pecker will be so cold he can't bang. No, I mean, if you looked at the Sotatic Zone, all of America, <laughs> yeah. even Alaska. Oh, I forgot. Maybe yeah. Antarctica then. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just send he him. He just to didn't know only... about that. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been red. <laughs> Does yeah. he speak Antarcticanese? Uh, so, Burton... Doing sign language to the penguins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't get it with their stupid fins, these savage birds. These Can't savage birds. <laughs> savage birds with their happy feet. <laughs> uh, Burton was officially relieved of his duties in Fernando Po and returned back to London in August of 1864. And Isabel had her romantic reunion with her husband and their date back. You know, they're like, hey, we have to like enjoy life. We're back. They decided to pick out a graveyard to be buried in in London. Oh, thank hot. God. Yeah. That is Woo. hot. Spent some time together. Listen, while I was away, I found this thing um, you might be interested in. It's called a two. Now, what <laughs> you would need is some, perhaps some clothespins. Uh, and, it, just... and an old crone to pull at them. <laughs> yes. You yeah. need some some old bird we don't Like your mother. For. Yes. <laughs> now, have a stand at the bottom of the stairs. Uh <laughs> Just like, just like a uh, getting rid of a loose tooth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slamming the door. <laughs> no, it's good. It's fine. I already got circumcised. Yeah, do this for me, honey. I actually got it twice. <laughs> I was down there and I put threw some sand on it. <laughs> but I think you should start pulling. Okay. Um. So it turns out they found what graveyard they wanted. I mean, that's. Like, I guess, the height of 19th century fun having. Where are we going to be buried, honey? Uh, yeah, it's so, a big step. Yeah, it turns out they were they picked uh, St. Mary Magdalene's Roman Catholic Church in Mortlake, which is in southwest London, has a great view. Uh, we will actually talk about their tomb in depth, in depth because it's very awesome. Next time I go to London, I am absolutely stopping there. Um. <laughs> But don't worry, we are nowhere close to Burton's death yet. They're just morbid uh, 19th century couple looking for tombs. Okay. Um, Doing their thing. Here is where. So in 1854, was, but they were also they were picking out grave sites. But this is when the debate that Speak and Burton were meant to have. And then Burton goes off and takes a thick lead load through his chest. So we've officially caught up. Well, we've gone a little bit further than that on the lake one, but this is when Speak dies. So eighteen fifty four, mysterious shotgun sh- hit to the chest. Yeah, yeah. the Isabella is a good shot. <laughs> uh, Burton publishes a few more books. One of them gets him in almost a lot of trouble, but again, we're going to talk about his him as an author later down the line. Isabel works her magic and gets him a new consulship. Would it be Constantinople, Cairo, or Damascus, the place he always wanted to be? No, it wouldn't. It would be all the way across the Atlantic in a small town called Santos in Brazil. Santos. Wow. Nice. Uh, So this time, Isabel would be accompanying him as a consul's wife. And no! <laughs> yeah, the series has jumped the shark. <laughs> Not in Brazil. <laughs> uh, and oh boy, does Isabel get a rude awakening. But we will leave that for next week when we go Burton in Brazil. 
Oh, man. Awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm real so excited. excited to do that next week. <laughs> I'm going to flex words next week yep. so hard. Yeah. I'm going to say things. I'm going to teach you guys stuff. We're going to learn some Portuguese. I don't, right. know what, I don't know what any of those squiggly things mean underneath their C's and A's and shit, but I'm going to learn. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell can't you. can't wait. Let's wrap this one up. Travis, thank you very much for taking us back to Africa. Is this the last time Burton goes to Africa? No. <laughs> Good to know. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I guess Can't we're wait. going 12 parts on this one. Yeah. I love it. I love Richard Burton. Not crazy about Richard Harris anymore. No. Um, <laughs> Connor, thanks for coming down on Sunday. Sunday roll time. Yes. Sunday roll. Travis, good morning to you still. Yes. Tip of the morning. Yeah. Go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. There you'll have the option to give us money. Money. Give us money. That's it, right? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Premium so. Rush. Can't wait for more Summer of Dick. Yeah. Summer of Ooh. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Shane. Bye. Bye.